Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. Now, we said we were going to be doing our uh, college football and pro football previews kicking off this week, but uh, to to quote Mel Brooks, the affairs of state must take precedence over the affairs of state. (laughs) That is true. That is true. Yeah, it's been a... It's been a weird, what, what, did we talk last Saturday, Yeah, I believe? Wait, Colorado so, had announced that they were leaving the Pac-12. Yeah, and yeah, I was going to say, eight days ago we spoke and we talked about Colorado leaving the Pac-12 and the Pac-9. what that might mean. The Pac-9 um, was a thing. Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you one thing that we discussed, and I said it a lot, was, oh, the Big Ten's apparently not interested in expanding. Well, apparently that changed, kind of, um, and... Uh, <laughs> It's been an eventful eight days since the last time we spoke. Well, so let's let's start with what happened uh, and and do I'll may do my best to do a TikTok in the media sense, not the social media sense, right? Of right. what happened, and then we can we can talk about it. Uh, yes. So, so Colorado announces they're leaving. The Pac-12 now nine uh, announces that we are going to finally get a media rights proposal which will inevitably leak the media rights proposal meeting happens on monday morning monday midday am i remembering right we find out what it was uh yeah i believe so was it monday or tuesday oh you know what it was tuesday you're right it was tuesday it was yeah yeah i mean i know what happened friday uh, before that, it, it's kind of a blur, in all honesty. But So what we find out is that the media rights proposal is Apple, entirely Apple, everything to Apple, Yeah. and it's going to be subscription-based like Major League Soccer. So if you have mm-hmm. Apple Plus, that is not enough. So it's not going to be like baseball's package, where right. it is a feature of Apple Plus. You need to have Apple Plus and then buy the Pac-12 add-on. Yeah. to do it which uh yeah i mean the, we know this is not happening now or at least not happening for asu and, and most of the schools that were in it but that to me uh should have been a non-starter because you know quick editorial comment didn't we get sold on the bill of goods that the, there's gonna be so much demand for the pac-12 that the, they'll have no choice but to give us the pac-12 network on every cable and satellite provider and that didn't happen and now we were talking about a pac-9 that didn't have USC and UCLA. So, yeah, continue. The baseline number was going to be $20 million, which is 10-plus million lower than everybody else. Now, yeah. the opportunity, if you wanted to bet on yourself, I suppose, yeah. uh, was there to make a boatload of money as demand for a conference led by Oregon and Washington that plays a number of games after 10 o'clock Eastern um, was supposed to create a lot. Look, I was going to buy it. And, and for me personally, for me personally, it would have been great because I am at the mercy of the PAC 12 network. So I wouldn't have gotten games. So the, the me type fans would have come, but there aren't that many of us as we learned. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. I probably would have too. But yeah, we're we're in a small section, and it's and, and it's not uh, a big enough section to make a dent. I don't think. So, the number comes out. The number is not good. 
uh, we are told that there will be that every the the spin from the Pac-12 is all nine are going to meet again. We are all content. We are going to be together. And then it starts to trickle out that, you know, Arizona's in, but they're not really in. Right. Um, they're, they're still talking to the Big 12. And the Arizona Board of Regents calls a meeting for that night. I believe, or uh, Wednesday I believe night. It was, and it didn't. Yeah, well, I think it was Tuesday evening because Tuesday was the day that it was like, oh, this is going to be a big day, and then nothing really happened on Tuesday. Um, but the you know, but the to that feeling of like, well, is anything going to happen? Obviously, it did. But yeah, it was kind of a like, yeah, well, I have this meeting, and then the meeting was just an executive session that we didn't know what they spoke about. Yeah, the the reports coming out of it was that Arizona and Arizona State were allowed to separate but preferred to stay together um arizona then we find out has applied to be admitted to the big 12 and has been accepted so the board of regents had not approved it yet but it seemed like arizona was on their way out that was by thursday night when when that broke and then there was another board of regents meeting thursday night um, that specifically the agenda said you know to discuss university athletics so we Mm -hmm. knew something was coming from that basically so then we get to friday friday is what tuesday was supposed to be and all hell breaks loose we we see a story that says sources in the big 10 indicate a willingness to expand or to investigate expansion with oregon and washington um we learn later that the Friday morning Pac-12 president's call conspicuously did not include Oregon or Washington, so we were down to seven schools. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, and of course, the you know the news broke for about forty-five minutes on Friday morning that like the nine schools are ready to stay together. Mm-hmm. This is gonna they're gonna you know Arizona's gonna spur the Big Twelve and they're gonna sign this Apple deal and and then but you know before that meeting even supposedly happened. The momentum for that was gone, and and I guess the first domino was Oregon and Washington going to the Big Ten. And, I mean, it seemed that way at least. Well, and the story that has come out is that the Big Ten presidents didn't want to kill the Pac-12, which I, I find a little laughable since they took UCLA and USC. That's exactly yeah, I'm gonna, I totally agree. USC and UCLA, I mean, we'll get back to the, the, the you know, what's happening right now. But the, the Pac-12 was dead when USC and UCLA left. Yeah. We, we stayed on life support for another 12 months. Um, but, the, you know, that, that cut off the head. And, and that was it. That was the lethal blow. So we find out that Oregon and Washington were already in talks to join the Big Ten. ASU and Utah both apply and are accepted for membership in the Big 12. Yeah. Washington and Oregon leave to go to the Big Ten. You're now left with a pack four of Stanford and Cal, followed by Washington State and Oregon State. Now, Stanford and Cal, people seem to think, have a future somewhere. Uh, Unclear where that is, but if these four are staying together with the Pac-10, Pac-12 brand name, okay, fine, so be it. But they're going to be adding six schools who are Mountain West schools. I did see uh, yeah, the Athletics yeah. suggested that Oregon State and Washington State, 
from a competitive standpoint, are probably very good fits for that conference, but yeah. have built their athletic departments assuming a Pac-12 level of media budget. Sure, sure, um, yeah. I also saw a similar thing about Stanford uh, and Cal, but my understanding was Stanford has a fully endowed athletic department, so I don't think... If anyone could afford to go independent for football, it's Stanford. It's, I would say, I mean, it would seem that way, yeah. Um, the, the, the tricky thing with Stanford is they have so many sports. I mean, they, they I, I think they're up in the 30s in terms of sports they, you know, present or sponsor or whatever term you want to use. Um, and and so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how it all works there. They're the a different culture in Northern California and those two schools are kind of, well, Stanford, especially, but Cal to an extent, they're, they're elite. They're a little bit elitist. They're a little bit snobby and maybe you could take out a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I mean, Stanford's a, a wild one. Um, and it really like, not that we didn't know this, but it's really, you know, it, it illustrates so clearly how football, matters more than anything else because Stanford has a, a, such a deep and excellent athletic department uh, when it comes to the non-revenue sports and it doesn't matter one iota for, for this decision. Yeah, they are, it just does not matter. They, they are, if you, if you care about the President's Cup, they yeah. are the crown jewel of the President's Cup. Like they yeah. have every sport and they they're pretty good at most or, of them or finish in the top three or four. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've got great golfers. They've got great swimmers. They've got tennis. They've I mean, you know, like hey, anything you could want outside of the football and basketball world, they have been excellent at. And it wasn't that long ago. They were excellent in football. And you wonder in a way if this had, if this had gone down five years ago, would they have gotten a, a seat at the table? Uh, but the football program has really eroded. The interest is really bad. I mean, they, they spent money on fixing up that stadium, and you see some games from there where it looks like it's 80% empty. Um, yeah. and, and it just, yeah, there just doesn't, you know, there just doesn't appear to be any incentive for the conferences that are out there, the Big Ten, the Big 12. Whatever. I mean, I think the Big 12 would have taken them. I think they were too snobby to look at the Big 12. Yeah. And, and now maybe the offer's off the table. Yeah, well, and, you know, the one thing that became clear from all of this is the SEC is just going to wait and see if they can get Clemson and Florida State. I think. I think they're waiting to see if they could, you know, if there's a carcass of the ACC to be picked. Um, And they can be – well, and the other thing is, you know, not to get ahead, but following the – what happened, uh, Saturday, a 15-minute – media yeah. scrum i'm not going to dignify it as a press conference it was not but a, yeah. a we'll, me- we'll talk about it a media yeah. scrum at asu where michael crow and ray anderson answered questions and michael crow bemoaned the fact that you know regional yeah. college athletics is no more i i don't believe that's true in the southeast i i think that the sec no, it's, it's not you know it's not entirely now i mean the, the sec has still now expanded into what Missouri and Texas and Oklahoma, which I, you know, I don't think we would have necessarily ever said those were SEC territory uh, ten, you know, twenty years ago. But but, but know, their states all yeah. touch, you know. Yeah, there's a pretty yeah, big yeah. gap to get from Utah to West Virginia. Oh, for sure. So. It's, it's. I mean, the SEC and the ACC are still 
much more geographically condensed than the other two. However, not as much as they used to be. I mean, the ACC yeah. 20 years ago, you know, was what? I think the, the Carolinas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and now it's up to Boston College and Syracuse and, uh, you know, and into Louisville. And I mean, you know, and the SEC is now in Missouri. And I mean, you know, so, I, you know, there's a lot to talk about in what Crow and Anderson said and did. That was one thing I, I couldn't necessarily take issue with what Crow's. I mean, like regionality is not the thing anymore. I mean, you sent me that map of the Big Ten and not that I needed to see a map to realize it, but. Like, you know, you look at the, the Big Ten now stretches from Maryland and Rutgers to Oregon and Washington. It's laughable, uh, yeah. you know, when you look at it from a logistical standpoint. But here we are. Yeah, there are direct flights from L.A. to Newark, at least. There um, are. There are. There are no direct flights from Eugene to uh, College Park yeah. or or Piscataway or State College. Uh, you know, so it's it's going to be quite interesting how they go about things i mean football is football they'll they'll be fine they'll charter and you know but man you know we, we talked about this with usc and ucla a year ago when that news came out like if you're a volleyball player soccer player you know the the, the ones that play a lot of like you know one-on-one games not me not golf tournaments where they travel and they you know but those type of you know one team versus another sports you are mm-hmm. really gonna take it in the shorts to put it nicely uh, you're going to be on a lot of, you know, uh, coach flights in middle seats on delayed flights, spending a lot of time in airports. Uh, it's not going to be good. So that I think covers the what happened. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose we should look at it from an ASU perspective. Um, I mean, we texted about it a lot through the week, and I. I, you know, I think we were both of the mindset that we needed to get to the Big 12. We needed to do this. Um, but, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll put it to you first. Like, was this a good week or a bad week for ASU? I think, ultimately, it's a good week. I think that we got to a landing spot. We got a full share yeah. Where, look, 10 years ago, the Pac-12 was a top conference, yeah. and we are moving to the the third conference, maybe? Third yeah, or fourth? third or fourth, but, I mean, depending on what happens with the ACC, yeah. But yeah, I, think, I, mean, I think we're going to wind up in the conference that is the third conference. That's what yeah, I think. Yeah, and I, mean, and I think considering... There's stability, it yeah. feels like. Like, we... We landed in a spot that feels like there's stability. They've got a TV deal. I mean, for you and I, both, we've talked about the frustration of not being able to watch games. Like, our games should be, you know, our football games should be on TV now. Yeah. Like, there might be one or two that are ESPN+, Plus because Big 12, you know, has a, has a sign-up with. But, you know, a lot of games will be on ESPN, ESPN2, Fox, you know. So, uh, like, I like that. Uh, you know, I think we'll have better access to our teams football yeah. and men's basketball. Um, you know, I, I think I agree, I think I agree in the sense that it was a good week because the other alternative was probably being left. You know, we're playing we with the Washington. It, it, yeah. I mean, if we're playing, if we are, if it's those four plus us in Utah, that doesn't make me feel good. It does not. No. So, I mean, it, so it's a good week from that standpoint. Is it a good week overall? Well, I'll like, bring it. I want to bring it all the way down to me. 
it's a good yeah. week for me because our closest home game or our closest conference road game rather is now drivable for me personally. Iowa State. Iowa State is a drivable yeah. game. Kansas yeah. is actually a, a drivable yeah. game yeah. if I want to take yeah. Friday off or if it's a late Saturday game. We, we might have to we might have to do some meeting here and there, you know, when these when these road trips come because yeah, I mean there's some there's some interesting and spots. Like I mean, Houston's a direct flight, Orlando's a direct sure. flight. Sure, um, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, I thought about it from my own perspective. Like the new Big Twelve, I've never seen Cincinnati or Houston football. And I thought, well, like, hey, they'll probably come to ASU if I'm if I'm patient. Next, you know, two to three years, they'll probably be here. Um, instead of having to go to Houston to see them or go to, you know, uh, well, not College Station, they're not there, but uh, you know, Lubbock or Stillwater or something like that. So, like, yeah, like, or they'll play in Tucson. I could take a ninety minute drive down I ten and see them there. So, you know, it's interesting. I mean, the one thing I. I was thinking before this became official is like there's no one in the new big, you know, the reconstituted big 12 with Texas and Oklahoma out. That is a like must see program. There's no USC. And and that I think kind of hurts. If but, you're trying to sell tickets to ASU football, there's no anchor program. I, to be like, well, you got to see them. I agree for football, but Houston Baylor, Kansas basketball. Kansas basketball. No, I agree. Is, I mean, I think you, if you trade Kansas for UCLA, essentially, mm-hmm. that's probably a trade up a little bit yeah. in terms of, you know, it, it's, I mean, UCLA. UCLA wins. is the West Coast pinnacle, but Kansas is the Midwest pinnacle. Like It, it is. And they've been, I mean, Kansas has been a better basketball program for the last 30 years. Like, it's, it's not close. They've won more titles. They've been to more Final Fours. They, they win more conference championships. I mean, it's it's not a fair fight mm-hmm. comparing them. Now, if you go 50 or 60 years, obviously UCLA beats anybody. But, you know, yeah. it's been – I mean, UCLA's got one national title since 1980, I think. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, like they went to three straight Final Fours in the 2000s. But, uh, you know, like it's – they're not what they used to be. And I think L.A. still resonates in Phoenix. Yeah. And, and Lawrence, Kansas doesn't. But nonetheless, I, yeah, I think Kansas for them, and you're right. I mean, the second tier, second tier is not the right word, but the you know the Baylor's, the Houston's, the Cincinnati's. I mean, there there are Kansas good basketball State. programs in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean, look, it it's going to be. I'll I'll say this: if you want to make it to the NCAA tournament, yeah, we've got a conference now with better marquee games if we finish I, I would agree. if we finish yeah. fourth in the conference we're going to the tournament that's true that i mean yeah that's that's almost assured yeah i mean sixth or seventh might you know be a yeah. pretty safe bet um given the consolidation of conferences too so yeah i mean i think basketball wise it's not too shabby honestly baseball wise it might not be bad um i mean you know like you know i mean the pack pack 12 baseball has struggled a bit to really mm-hmm. get a lot of traction and well and you, you were know, losing like it, the LA schools like if you start you were, the other thing is were, if you start yeah, with the premise yeah. that the LA schools were gone right then yeah right. you're getting good baseball programs to to compete with and yeah, you're getting I mean, into TCU the Texas a, market you know, college world series team Texas Tech is a good you know good base good basketball team I mean yeah. Texas Tech played for the national title four years ago um you know so 
look, I mean, there there is no like outside of Kansas basketball, there is no super sexy, historically dominant program football or the rest of the basketball. I mean, Arizona, but we've already been in the conference with Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm thinking the teams that we're joining. Uh, but there are there are good there are good programs. I mean, there are play, you know football programs that have made noise. TCU, you know, they got drubbed, but they played for the national title last year. Uh, so I mean, it's it's. Um, I, I think I think what you just said hit the nail on the head a bit. Like, if you told me the option was keep the Pac-12 together, all twelve, or go to the Big Twelve, I'd have said keep the Pac-12 together. But that was out the door last summer. Yeah, and and then when you lose Oregon and Washington too, and it's like okay, you got to do something, uh, and and so this was better than any other alternative. I uh, see, and to me, I agree because I think the risk, which was real, was to get left behind. Yes, it was real. It was, and and, and, and frankly, like I don't. This is a you know partial credit, but. He, Michael Crow finally got there. You know, yes, like we finally I think he was dragged there against uh, his will. Uh, yeah. But but we got there. <laughs> yeah, I think he. Somebody came along with a with a big butterfly net and and you know knocked him out and put him in the net and dragged him across the line. And then when he woke up, he thought this isn't bad. I guess like uh, well again, if we want to get to the press conference or whatever it was, we can soon. Like. Uh, one overall theme of that was he didn't seem excited about it, but he's here. Like it's it's the it's the option we have no choice but to take. Yeah, and, and look, this is one of those things where you had two choices ultimately: go stay with Arizona because Arizona was going to leave for yes, for all yes. of the revisionist history of we were never going to we were in lockstep the whole time. I agree, and, and I and I want to. I'm going to start bringing up things from the press conference, which, you know, we can't have been in lockstep the whole time. And also we didn't talk to the big 12 until Friday morning. Exactly. Because Arizona was ready. They were making a plan and and we weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, I agree. And and we, we discussed the possibility last Saturday of, you know, an ASU athletics, you know, schedule, football, basketball, whatever you want to talk about it that was not going to contain USC, UCLA, or Arizona. And like, what does that leave ASU? And yeah, it was a very real possibility. Um, I, I think that, you know, in some ways we're lucky that the Big 12 didn't, you know, say like, well, screw you, man. You're dragging yeah. your feet too long. We'll go get somebody else. I mean, they easily could have. I agree. I think that was a real, a real possibility because, frankly – they they got to their even number with Arizona. They did. And they they, did. they could have just as easily said, hey, look, 14 is plenty of schools. 14 works for us for now. We'll, we'll, we'll sit and we'll wait. Because maybe, we'll maybe, maybe we years. want San Diego State. You right, know? right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Or they could have gone and gotten UConn. That was a room, you know. Uh, yeah. UConn is, is the – UConn is like the, uh, you know uh, – what LA used to be for NFL markets. Like, you know, they're, they're everybody's threat. They're never actually picked for conference realignment, but boy, does everybody love to use them as like a, we know we can just go get UConn. We're happy with UConn. No one actually takes them yet, but they could have. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, yes, we, we survived. 
I, I, you know, the athletic had a thing about winners and losers of realignment and they, they labeled Arizona, Arizona state, Utah as losers. I don't agree with that, but I'm not sure I'd label us winners either. I think we, I think we're survivors. We, we, we survived. We stayed in the upper echelon of college athletics by making this move, uh, you know, upper echelon, meaning not, not the top, you know, five or 10 programs. We're not there. We never have been there, but the, the top, you know, 50 or 60, um, And, and we easily could have been excluded from that. Yeah. No, I, I don't think we are losers of this. I think I don't, I I will, I will say this. Arizona is more of the winner than ASU because public perception is that Arizona dragged us into it and, and whether it's true or not, we'll never know. But public perception is they wanted this move and ASU didn't. And ASU had to go along. Yeah. And, and I believe that that's what happened. Everything I mean, I've read, how everyone has behaved. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it probably is true. I'm saying, like, you know, these things get reported and it's like, well, are they? I don't know. But it sure feels that way. And, and you know, aside from Crow saying yesterday that, you know, we were always, we were never going to separate her. I like Nothing has indicated that is really true. Um, I mean, Crow said it, but Crow said a lot of things. Is it time? Is it time we, we get to that? Yeah. So there was a media scrum at a football practice with yeah. Michael Crow and Ray Anderson. Let's start from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Not an announced press conference. Not no. behind a desk. Not indoors. No. And no. you have a, a Michael Crow in a hat that it looks like he's never worn before, right? And and Ray well, at Anderson, least an ASU hat. let's yeah. throw that in. He had an ASU golf shirt and hat, unlike and, his compadre. And Ray Anderson shows up with a hat and shirt combination from Adidas. From Adidas, not ASU colors, no ASU logos. Yeah, uh, uh, there is yeah. no, there is no, from what I could tell, official ASU video. All the videos I've seen no. are reporter videos. Just, just reporters. Yeah, yeah, done. And you're right. Outside, and let's throw in in the heat with the sound of planes flying over, and for a bonus, Stone Cold Steve Austin's music playing in the background from football practice, apparently. Which you know, I, while I love Stone Cold Steve Austin, perhaps not the venue. For that song or any wrestling song it's you know it's very clear to me from watching this that we didn't we meaning asu athletics and asu as a whole didn't mm-hmm. want to have the media ready to ask questions you 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 brought that, so we texted about this yesterday, and I was already fired up about it. And I was thinking, like, you know, okay, the one thing maybe I'll give them credit for, and I'm going to get to where you you got me on the right track there and what you're saying right here, is I thought, well, you know, okay, maybe this is a way to, like, reward your loyal reporters, you know, your people who are there for football practice. But I think you, you texted it, and I'm like, God dang, the light went off in my head. You're exactly right. Like, this was a, we don't want the TV stations to show up, the radio got, you know, like, this is not a hard-hitting media market. We've discussed it many, many times. 
but there's always somebody out there who's going to be a rabble rouser, who's going to yeah. show up. Just like when we introduced Dennis Erickson and the guy showed up and said, you know, what does loyalty mean to you? And it's like, so yes, I 100% agree. This was a calculated move to get mostly, you know, who was, who was there covering football practice yesterday? Probably mostly people, you know, it uh, was, Chris Cartman, it was, Code Rubino and their interns. Yeah. I'm and, and I think Haller may have been there. I think, but he didn't write anything about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he probably was because I'm guessing, just guessing, don't know this, that some phone calls were made to certain people the night before the morning of that said, make sure you're at football practice tomorrow, you know, without maybe saying why, or maybe even coming right out and saying like, hey, uh, we're going to have uh, Crow and Anderson available. This is going to be their only availability for a while, uh, you know, about this. Um, and so, so, yeah, go ahead. I, I was disappointed in the execution I, uh, I disappointed was, doesn't even get to where I am, but uh, yes, I'm disappointed among many things. The the thing that I think worked for Michael Crow and worked for Ray Anderson was the the questions. The hardest hitting questions were not asked. Michael no. Crow said, "We did not, you know, we wanted the Pac-12 to stay together. We were in it for the long haul as best we could. You know, we had to be dragged away." Yeah. Okay. Do you, Michael Crow, take responsibility at all for being the loudest voice in the room supporting Larry Scott, supporting the San Francisco office instead of the exactly. Vegas office, supporting exactly. all of the things we did with the Pac-12 network, not selling to ESPN, not doing these things? Right. Where was that right. question? Do you take any that? culpability? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but who's there to ask? I mean, and, and again, that's what you that's what you brought me to thinking. It's like, do you think these guys are going to ask that? I mean, most of these most of these people there are probably students. No, and, like they're you know they're, and they this don't have is the temerity your, to stand up and ask a question like that to the university president. Well, and this is where the your point about who's not there matters. Like that is for as much as I have issues with him, that's a Dan Bickley question. That that's you know or a Gambo question. Yeah, you know Gambo loves to to stir things up. That's his you know he's a New York guy. Yeah, absolutely somebody. Somebody would have, if they'd announced the press conference for Monday morning, which they should have, they should have faced the music and announced the press conference Monday in the theater or at the football facility or whatever, um, then yes, you would have had people show up that were ready to fire. You would have had mostly the brown nose butt kiss media because that's what the Phoenix media is, to be honest, mostly. But you would have had a few that are like, hey, I'm going in there guns a-blazing. And well, and how often, do you, how often do you get Michael Crow? To talk about athletics, because this yeah. is also the chance where he's there. I know this is the pressing issue, but you and I spent right. a lot of time talking about, hey, what's going on with the baseball stadium? What? Right. Why is it still sitting empty? Do we have right. any thoughts about right. just renovating it? Are yeah. we gonna sell yeah. it? What is the plan? Yeah, you know? you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and uh, so you know, we discussed it uh, briefly when you setting the table, but I am just gonna say. Ray Anderson not wearing anything ASU to this was about as low class as I can imagine. And and there's two explanations for it, and neither are good. He's too dumb to realize that he should have worn something ASU because you're the athletic director at Arizona State University. If you come to football the most practice moment possibly yeah. in athletic department history. Yeah. Or and this is more this is what I think, it was calculated. He's got a chip on his shoulder because the fans have been on his back 
and they made him fire his buddy. Um, and he's he's still collecting a check, but it was more of a middle finger to ASU. I'm gonna I'm gonna show up, but I'll I'll wear Adidas gear. So it's not anything anti-ASU, but I'm not really embracing ASU. I think that's probably what it was. Because we can quibble with Ray's decision-making. He's probably not stupid. He probably hasn't gotten well, to this point they, in his life with but, but being dumb. They, he they may make dumb decisions, but I don't think he's dumb. Well, they certainly made a point of letting us know that they were both Ivy Leaguers. Exactly, uh, yes. He went to Stanford, and, uh, you know, yeah, we know. Yeah. Harvard uh, Law and, School. Know, okay. All right, right, exactly, yeah. Yeah, you know, so... I don't think that Ray Anderson is dumb. I think he's made some dumb coaching hires, and I think you know. But I, I would venture to guess he knew exactly what he was doing, showing up in an Adidas shirt and hat. And I just, I'm disgusted by it. I'm truly like you, you, can, you know, somebody, whether it's Michael Crow, his boss, and also his bully, because we'll talk about that. Uh, you know, should have said, um, "Can you at least wear an ASU T-shirt?" Yeah. But again. They shouldn't have, that should not have been the form. There should no. have been, if you want to do it, what we're talking about, if you want to say, you know, okay, we're going to kind of do it impromptu, we're not going to invite, you know, I think that's a little tacky, but I get it from a PR standpoint. But you know what? In the bubble, since practice is outside, you have a table and chairs set up, you have a, a you know, a little, you know, microphone device, and you call the media who's there and you say, you know, uh, Dr. Crow and, and Ray Anderson are here. Uh, they're going to talk right now during practice. And, you know, come on in, and they're there in a, you know, in a, at the very least, a golf shirt, pants, whatever. I don't think you need to be in a shirt and tie to be taken seriously, but maybe you should have been for something like this. Yeah. Again, this is possibly the most important thing to happen to ASU athletics ever. I mean, I, I don't I'll think also that's an exaggeration. This. It, I understand you probably don't want to kick the Pac-12 when it's down. But if you don't want to wear ASU stuff, wear a Big 12 polo shirt. And, yeah, you know, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, There, I mean, are, there were like, options. There were opportunities. <laughs> yeah, this was not about Adidas. I know Adidas is a partner of ASU, and I know they pay us money. And they, you know, This is not about Adidas. And, and if you want to, I mean, I'll even say this. I don't agree. You know, wear an ASU shirt and an Adidas hat. I probably wouldn't have been bothered by that. But showing up looking like you're an Adidas rep, when you're the athletic director of the university, not some employee, not some random Joe, you know, you're the most important person in the athletic department by your title. Now, it didn't appear that way listening to them speak, but your title says you are. You should be representing ASU. And and then we get to, and, I'm, you know, I've already hinted at it, the way they comported themselves was a little bit, we've talked wrestling here and there over the last few months. It was like Roman Reigns and the Usos, and Michael Crow was playing the role of Roman Reigns, like like Ray Anderson was his right hand man slash Aaron Boy slash all uh, verbally abuse him when I feel like I want to. It was ridiculous how they how they acted. Yeah, it was. It was low class. It, it was well, just low class all around the way they set it up. The way they the way they spoke, Ray Anderson says, "You know, I'm not going to Morgantown." Like, dude, these guys just invited you into their conference. Yeah. I realize West Virginia is nobody's. You know, it's not Hawaii. I get yeah. it, but why don't you just shut up? If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. Like, you know, like they've been there, not for that long, but they've been there. So maybe just shut your mouth. Well, and it's you know, 
Gordon Gee is one of the people who voted to unanimously let you in. True. So, True. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, I, I realize that, yes, Morgantown, unless you're from West Virginia, is probably not a tourist destination. But, you know, neither is Lubbock, Texas, and Stillwater, Oklahoma. I, you know, like, I mean, Austin's not part of this. Uh, you know, some of the cities that, yeah, there's Fort Worth, and that's just, you know, right there with Dallas and, uh, you know, uh, Ames, Iowa. I mean, I like Iowa, but come on, Ames, Iowa. Uh, Manhattan, Kansas, Lawrence, Kansas, like none. There's there's no uh, there's no Los Angeles on this in this conference. So maybe just keep your mouth shut. Um, I, I just think, you know, and, and, and I mean, again, Crow came across like, I mean, both of them to an extent, but especially Crow gave the very strong impression that like we're in the big 12 because we have to be, I don't want to be, but I'm, I'm thrilled. Well, I'm and thrilled that's beyond the, repair to be in the big 12. Trust me. Can't you see how excited I am? What like, was we, we no. turned over every stone and this was where we landed was the right. theme. And then it became yeah. sort of a like, and, and I don't, you know, this is, the, we seem to have adopted the point of view that they were lucky to have us. And, yes. and I think it's noteworthy that that was our tone, considering yes. if we did overturn every stone, then we were definitely not invited to the Big Ten and definitely right. not invited to the SEC. So, no, no exa- yeah, you're exactly right. And somebody, I, I, I don't know who it was, I think I saw it on Twitter, labeled that press conference, and I think it's almost exactly what you just said, arrogance without achievement. That is that is how ASU has been holding themselves up for the past several years. That that somehow, I mean, it's the whole it's the whole new leadership model of football and urban, you know, like like we know something you don't know, but we haven't actually done anything to prove that we know something you don't know. But we're still going to carry ourselves like we do, and it's just like, no, you you don't, man. Have a little humility. Well, and that's the whole thing, right? Is that I love ASU. Me too. But I, that's why I'm so mad about this. But I how they were not, yesterday. Yeah. I mean, but this is one of those things where I acknowledge as an ASU fan that we were not the prize. No, and, we were not. And we, we should be. And we seem, we should be, but we're yeah. not. Well, and we seem to be having expected to be courted and then were sort of begrudgingly wed to the only person who asked. Yes. You know, yes. we're, we're, we're lucky we're in a big market uh, because I think that saved us. If, if, if this leadership, this administration, this president AD combination and the way they've carried themselves and the way they've led the athletic department for the last several years was at, uh, Utah, we, they probably would have gotten left out. Like Utah yeah. got invited because they've they've proven themselves to belong. Yeah. You know, they've come into the Pac-12 and they've and you know very They're quickly they've the made themselves a viable contender. And yeah, the last two years they've won the conference. Uh, yeah. You know, so it, it, yeah, well, we, Utah earned their way in. We we got lucky in all honesty by virtue of our location. I think. Well, as and much I, as anything else, I want to talk about something that. I've been sort of mulling over and maybe you can help me with it or maybe, but it sort of goes with the, you know, unearned arrogance, but the, the idea that we just 
are so unwilling as a university for being the new uh, new American University and the leader in innovation and all of these things, we sure seem unwilling to embrace the the new in athletics. We yeah. we don't want yeah. NIL. We're, we're not going to do that. What do you no. mean we're not going to do that? What do you mean we're not going to do that? Uh, we want the we want to stay in the Pac-12. We support the the commissioner, whether it's Larry Scott or George Klyavkov. We uh-huh. think even when, on our way out, we thought the Apple deal is a great deal. Yeah, if yeah, we yeah. thought I mean, it was Pro such a great deal, like it's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, if yeah. we thought it was such a great deal, why are we not doing it? Like we could, yeah. you know. I mean, but, but if you listen to Crow, it almost was like, we love the deal. We wanted to stay, but we had no choice but to leave. I mean, I, I can't remember which one it is. You might remember. Uh, in one of the Wayne's World movies, there's a scene with with where, like, I think it might be the second one where, like, Christopher Walken's character is going to be at something. Yeah, and Wayne finds one. out about it, and he's like, oh, I'm thrilled beyond repair. I'm so excited. You know, and, you, you mm-hmm. know, and that was how Crow came across, like, Oh yeah, I'm really excited to be in the Big Twelve. Like, oh, okay. Meanwhile, again, Crow came across a little bit like a Jerry Jones. Like, you know, basically, I think he he now thinks Ray. And- I mean, like, I think he's keeping Ray Anderson because he knows he's got to have somebody in that role. But I don't think he trusts Ray Anderson. Well, the and I think it's mutual. Yesterday, I, I don't see it. I, I think he thinks he should be making all the athletic decisions. But he needs an athletic director, and so why fire one that's already on the payroll? Like, eh, we'll just keep this guy around. Well, I, I think it may even be a little more sinister than that, which is Ray's going to get fired. It's just going to be when it's the when, when having this scapegoat is most valuable. Might be, like, might be. This is a yeah. this to me feels like almost a dead man walking after watching that press conference. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I, I wouldn't argue that because yeah, he treated him with no respect. He he interrupted him. He talked down to him. Uh, you know, he kind of made fun of him once or uh, I mean, it's just it was. I told I texted you yesterday. It was not the behavior of someone who is treating their employee with respect. I know he's his boss. I don't need him to treat him as an equal. But treat him with respect, and that was not there. Well, and simply put, Michael Crow has consistently operated at ASU as smarter than, better yeah. than. Oh, God, yeah. And, yeah. and that goes back to when we went there. And look, he's the president of the school. So sure. he's got other people who agree. That that's the sure, case. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, he's gonna be arrogant. You don't get to that position in life with a little bit of arrogance. But, but my goodness, when you listen to that, it's like, well, we're here. It's the right spot for us. But all of the other things I did were right too. Yes. Like yes, yes. You know, yeah. we're we're a, a you know middling athletic department right now. Yeah, in some ways, struggling to be middling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it, that's, you know, as I'm saying the, the thing about the arrogance, you know, then I'm thinking, well, okay, like, you're you're arrogant in how you carry yourself, but then you show up to do this media availability in, you know, a t-shirt and a hat. And it's like, well, if you're going to be arrogant, be high-class arrogant. Like, you know, do things in a classy fashion. 
and and this was not well it was not classy it was not professional in my opinion it was a very unprofessional way to go about it from how they did it to what they said to the feeling that like we don't really want to be here but we had no choice and look let, let me tell you how excited we are about by showing no excitement and and just like i mean i, I was thinking about this morning and i'm thinking about old kenny dillingham who is probably getting a whole lot more than he bargained for before he's ever coached a game and and i'm thinking like if he fails here, and I hope he doesn't, but if he does, the lazy, you know, way to do it will be, well, he was in over his head, you know, He's he wasn't ready young, to be a head coach. Not ready. Too young. Yeah. He, you know, and, and maybe that will be partially true. Maybe it won't, but it's easy to criticize a coach because we see that stuff. You and I can watch a game and we can see, you know, uh, you're wasting timeouts. You're, you're scared to go for it on fourth down. You pick the wrong quarterback, whatever. But I don't know that he's given the tools to succeed here at all. I watched those two yesterday, and I think about Bobby Hurley yeah. and the frustration we've had about how this program stuck in neutral. And I think maybe, maybe you know, Fog Allen couldn't do any better. Because when you've got that leadership, when that's what you've got at the top, can anybody really have great success? I'm not sure. Uh, you, you're going to mm-hmm. do it in spite of them if you're going to do it. Well, and here is the thing to me. I, I think I have can sum up my view on the press conference because I didn't even – or press conference, the media scrum. Yeah, I, no, I didn't right. even know it that. happened yeah. until yeah. you texted me. But if you are, are, are sure of yourself and confident that you are right, then you wouldn't display – cowardice which is what that press conference was that's a great point i I can't disagree with that at all yeah you know if if you have the courage of your convictions then you sit in front of people at a scheduled event with the full media on notice and you say here is what i did here's why i did it and here's why it was the best decision and then yeah, you answer no, questions, that's a, and that's, that's a great call. you know not great what call. we did. So it's it, it's it's either cowardice, which it may be, or it's fear because you don't want to answer the questions. You don't yeah. want to. Yeah, it, it's, which maybe it's maybe it's both. Like, I mean, cowardice and fear are are, are you know <laughs> relate. But yeah, I think it is, and and maybe a little bit of ignorance. Maybe a little bit of just just unawareness. But, like, but this sure. is the this is the thing that I'm curious about. So it, and you don't have to speak to this. I know you know people in the athletic office. Yeah, a few, not as many as I used to. But yeah, but it, yeah. but it sure seemed like this was an athletic office coordinated availability. I, mean, I think so. Because now. and I'm going. Here's what I'm basing that off of. Because I know nothing except for names. Yeah. He said. At the beginning of the clip that you sent me, he said, yes. all right, Doug, let's get started. So uh-huh. I assume uh-huh. he's talking uh-huh. to Doug Tamaro and not Doug Haller. If he's talking no, to exactly. if he's, he's talking to Tamaro. Yes. If he's talking yes. to Doug Tamaro, Doug Tamaro is media relations for ASU Athletics. He's the, he's the which, top guy now that Mark Brand is gone. Yeah, yeah. But what he's not is the head of media relations for the university. True. And that True. to me is something that, you know, look, I Good work call. in a yeah. I work in a corporate world now. We have media people. And if yeah. you want to talk yeah. to somebody, 
you go through our corporate media team. You yeah, don't go yeah, through. No, you're right. You know, you're right. I don't get a phone call from a reporter and say, oh, yeah, I'll point you in the right direction. I say, <laughs> okay, talk to our corporate media team. Yeah, the, no, that's a, that's a good point. I, I absolutely think it was set up. I know that uh, I read a tweet from Doug Tamaro that said, you know, this just worked out today. And, uh, you know, like, first of all, I now, you know, it's been a long time, but I used to work football for, for ASU. And I could count on one hand and maybe with no fingers used the amount of times that Michael Crow showed up to football practice. Yeah. I don't think Michael Crow makes it a regular habit to show up to football practice. So the fact they were both there, this was not coincidence that, it, you know, like, well, oh, well did, yeah, oh, you're here. Okay. Well, we'll he's there. Like, he's not in a suit. I mean, how many times have you right. ever seen Michael Crow not in a suit? I was going to say that, like. I know it's outside, and I'm not saying, you know, but yeah, Michael Crow feels like a guy who was born in a suit and tie. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, well, so, and he also yeah. looked like he'd never worn a uh, baseball-style yes, hat he in his life. he looked uncomfortable. Like, I mean, you know, at, at my um, my old employer, the Cardinals, you know, every now and again, Michael Bidwell would show up to a training camp practice in a t-shirt and shorts, and was like, yeah, it just doesn't look like you, man. I, I know what you're doing, I get it, but you're not that. You're you're the guy in a in a shirt and tie or suit and tie, uh, you know, and and yeah, Crow looked uncomfortable in that. Uh, Anderson didn't look uncomfortable, and again, I I am not I have never been one of those people who like you got to wear a, a tie to, to look professional. I don't agree with that. You know, I wouldn't have any problem if Ray Anderson was wearing an ASU T-shirt yesterday. Yeah, I, you know, I still I would have a problem not with him wearing a T-shirt. I'd have a problem with the with the venue that that was done. I, what you just said is exactly right. Like they should have had a press conference. They should have stood up and faced the music. Uh, I know this was announced on a Friday night. Well, and the so thing you're not going to have a formal press conference on a Saturday. It Do doesn't, it even, but it doesn't even have to be facing the music. That's part of my point is like, if you believe you're right, believe no, you're right. No. Like I, yeah. you know, we started this by talking, you asked me, do I think this was a win for ASU? Yes. I think yeah, this was a win yeah. for where we are. Now, I, if you don't want to, I totally understand if Michael Crow doesn't want to answer questions about how we got here. Right. Because we, right. the conference got outplayed by the Big 12. ASU got outplayed by USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and, and it, you know, and then a question that didn't get asked, which is valuable, is how do you explain the perception that this was, Arizona and Bobby Robbins leading the charge. Yes. And yes. you following unwillingly. And then when he says we've had a hundred phone calls and we're on the time, the follow-up question, and now look, I have the benefit of hindsight because this sure. was asked yesterday and I watched it. But the follow-up question is who made those calls and when you made hundreds yeah. of calls. That is a public record between two university public school true, presidents. True, true. Let yeah. me see that. Also, call log. also what you said, like, Okay, well then, how do you explain that Arizona applied for the Big Twelve on Thursday night, and you just told us you didn't talk to the Big Twelve until Friday morning? That, those things don't make any sense if you guys were on the same page. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's. Uh, no, you're right. I mean, and I, I totally, totally, totally agree with you. And and I'm almost embarrassed in, in a way myself that I didn't think of this before you texted me. I was I was fired up about how it was done and how they were dressed, and how they acted. And I was giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, well, maybe it was done to like reward the, the loyal media people that show up to practice. Mm. And after you texted and said, you know, well, they probably didn't want to have a press conference because then they wouldn't have to, you know, answer any tough questions. I'm like, 
dang, man, how did I not think of that? I'm cynical. I should have thought <laughs> of that, too. No, I, and look, I... I see a world where I, you know, where if I am Michael Crow, I just want to be transparent-ish about what happened and say, look, but you also don't want to bury the Pac-12 and you don't want to bury Klyavkov because I'm sure you have relationships with those people. Plus, we have to play there one more year. Right. Um, Plus, it would be immensely hypocritical of him to do because he is well known as Mister Pac-12 Defender. So, either yeah. way, you really can't do that. Or if you, or if you do, you look bad. I agree. So, what you do is you just go out there and you say, "We have made the decision, as everyone is now seen, as now is being reported, to move to the Big Twelve Conference. We believe, in light of." The offer that was on the table, the only firm number that we had to compare it to was the Big 12's number. Mm-hmm. We believe that a, a version of the Pac-12 can generate the interest, buzz, uh, and subscriptions to equal or exceed what the Big 12 could do. But in this time of uncertainty, uh, you know, a bird in hand is worth two in the bush. Sure. The, the Big sure. 12 is offering us a full participant share. Uh, as, as any other team in the conference, we, we don't have any partial share. We think this is worth it. We think this is the right move for us. We wish our colleagues in the conference good luck. Um, you know, much like Colorado returning to the big number conference, uh, you know, 20 years from now when there's a different president in a different situation, perhaps we will be back with Washington state, Oregon state, Somewhere yeah, else down yeah, the line. Yeah, but for yeah. now, I, you know, I am the president of ASU. I am not the president of the Pac-12 conference. And, and it is my view, after careful consideration and discussing it with our athletic department, our board of regents, that this is the best thing for us. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And then you say any questions. And if, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But that's no, not and, what we got. It was no, a. It's not what we got. And, and that's, you know, as you say that, that makes me even think, too, like, there was no opening statement in that there was all right are we ready i mean again even just the way it started uh are we ready doug are we ready like what man this is this is not like some offhand availability about some you know sponsorship deal like this is again i would say arguably the most significant thing in asu athletics history because 1978 when we joined the pac-10 college sports were nothing compared to what they are now nothing and we like and, and we've and never was, won a football a or basketball title. So exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, like we were going from a small conference to a big conference. It was, it was a no brainer choice. But again, like, you know, back then there was no there was no CFP. There was no BCS. The basketball tournament was on, you know, uh, tape delay at times. Uh, you know, like it was not anything like it is now. So this is this is a you know ground shifting moment. And, and they just showed up to it like, you know, oh, yeah, well, whatever, we'll, we'll chat with you about it. And like, man, I mean, how many times have you and I had the conversation that, like, to be big time, you have to act big time first? That was not that. And, and big time is not arrogant. Those are two different things. Big time is professional. Well, and you that's... do it in a professional manner, and you have a little humility. You could be big time and be humble. That was the opposite. Yeah. It it also felt like 
an opportunity lost, which I hadn't considered until you brought it up, the the cracks about Morgantown and, and elsewhere in the yeah. conference, it seemed like an opportunity to be, for lack of a better term, I guess, humble. Yeah, and, and I really think say so. Thank you to yes. to you who brought us here. We're excited to join these twelve new programs. I mean, you know, three of them are coming with us, but we've got twelve new, you know, conference foes. And, and we're excited about the opportunity to, to travel to these new markets. And, and, and they said some of those things, but not really. Well, and, and, um, you, and you've undone it. Like, you yeah. can't just say it as lip service and yeah. then not yeah. talk about, Maybe, you know, and then talk excited. about how, you know, boy, I really don't want to go to that school. It's like, right. you know, there are right. 16 of you and they're one. Right. So. right. We're going to go to West Virginia. You know, no, and Ray not Andrews just for saying, football. I'm not going to go to Morgantown. Maybe, maybe gets back to what you were saying. You know, 10, 15 minutes ago, that like maybe Ray knows that he won't go to Morgantown because by the time the 2024 uh, schedule gets announced, he won't be here anymore. So yeah. maybe he knows something we don't know. But you know, like we're gonna, yeah, you're right. We're not going there just for football. We're gonna. I mean, odds are good we're gonna go there for basketball most years because you're gonna play, you know, 20, 2022 conference games, something like that. You're not going to go everywhere every year, but you're going to go most places every year or every other year, at least. Um, yeah. And and it just, yeah, I mean, it just like, again, I know that no one sits down when they're dreaming of vacation spots and says, you know where I want to go is Lubbock, Texas. But man, you're, they're bringing you in. Yeah. They sent us a lifeline that they didn't have to send us. And, and we could have acted in a humble, graceful manner, and we did not at all. No. It was, it was just deplorable. I feel like, and it and it really, I, the more I've thought about it in the last twenty four hours or so since I saw it, the more I think like as long as these two are in charge, we can't expect anything better than than you know, average. We can expect better than three and nine in football, but we can't expect much better than a consistent you know six or seven win type program, because you know leadership makes a difference now. I don't know that Crow's going anywhere. Our only hope, I think, short term is that Ray does go somewhere and that Crow brings in an actual trusted athletic director that he will let run the show and do a good job. Well, I don't and, know that that's going to happen, but I think it's our only hope. I'm going to throw out this comment, which I think is noteworthy. If we're making a change for an athletic director... I think we should hire an athletic director. Yes. I don't think we should hire a business development person. I yeah. don't think we should hire yeah. a former agent. I think we right. should hire an athletic <laughs> right. director. I think we right. should find right. a, a smaller school who is very good and see what they're doing and try Somebody to steal that job. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I – yeah, you're right because, yeah, our last three athletic director hires – have been people who have never been athletic directors before. Ironic because how many times have we heard the football coach needs to be someone with coaching experience? And I've always thought like, no, I don't think it does because most people with coaching experience that are available have been fired. That's why they're available. Yeah. But I think athletic director might be the opposite. Like maybe get somebody who's done it before. I don't, I don't remember. I mean, I, I think it's, is it Lisa Smith, an athletic director before he got here? 
I don't remember his background before he got here. I don't know. I mean, Lisa Love was a coach and a so, and then an associate she was AD. A, a, yes, a, like a, an administrator at USC. Yeah. She at least came from that world. Yeah. But then the last two did not at all. Not yeah. at all. And and we've seen a lot. I mean, ASU hasn't been alone. You know, a lot of the conferences lately have hired commissioners that don't come from a college athletics world. And I, I get it in a way, but like, how many of them have worked out great? Kevin Warren at the Big Ten, I would say, did not work out great. I think everybody's happy to be get rid of him. I mean, he uh, helped you know, them expand, but they didn't want <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so like, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying you have to be a college athletics lifer to be good at, you know, doing something in college athletics. But yeah, I think that's a good point. I, I also, you know, one other thing that I thought about as this was all going on is like, who is, who in the, in the a higher up of ASU athletics, do I trust that they really truly care about ASU athletics? And that sounds like a stupid statement, but like there's, you know, Frank Cush is dead yeah, and Mark Brand is gone and Don Bakke is gone. Uh, you know, they've retired and that's, you know, that's their prerogative. Like they, they were but there a you, long, long time, but you bring people up in theory. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of our senior associate ADs, which it feels like we've got about a dozen of them now, and we might actually have a dozen of them are people from elsewhere. And it just feels like they're, I mean, they're here to check a box on their resume. They're here it, to put another line on the resume. Basically. Is it Gene Boyd? Uh, and, and, you know, I have nothing good to say about Gene Boyd, so I should just no comment that one, I suppose. Uh, I mean, but he, he but does at least here. have an ASU background. Right. Like, yeah. You know, but like Don Bakke, uh, you know, I don't know if you know of who Don Bakke was. He was, a, you know, he was administrator. Um, he was kind of a looney tune. I mean, he was, a kind of, you know, like, and that's, I say that with affection. Like, he's kind of a, a you know, crazy man, uh, kind of an oddball. But, like, he lived and breathed ASU. He coached under Frank Cush as an assistant, and then he stayed here. And, man, he showed up to baseball games, and he showed up to softball games, and he showed up to track meets. And, like, that guy cared about ASU. He wasn't always the sharpest about, you know, like, I don't know that I wanted him running the athletic department, but, but I knew that he cared whether things went well here. And I don't know that we have that right now at the top of the pyramid of people who like they they live and breathe whether ASU is doing well. I think Mark Brand was that way. I really do. Mm-hmm. Like I think Mark Brand wanted the best for ASU. And and when you lose people like him, you know, and you don't replace them with equals, that hurts. Yeah. I mean, I guess where I come from as I sit and watch all of this unfold from the outside is you and I will always be there for ASU yeah. sports. But if we have these feelings, yeah, that, uh, and, and, and I, you know, we talked about this a little bit about Chris Cartman, who, mm-hmm. you know, Doug Haller's only partially covering the team now. Right. And, right. and so it's the guys like him who are kind of the voice of the fan. You know, he runs Sun Devil Source. He's got the, you know, all of the message boards and all these things. It's like, what you know what is something to note about that? He's openly antagonistic now to the administration. Yeah, Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and and it is, I mean, we we discussed this last week. We've discussed it many times, but last week, like, it's it's a mostly apathetic fan base here. 
the sports market here is very fickle. If you're really good, like the Suns have been lately, then people will support. But other than that, they'll tune out. And mm-hmm. and I just, yeah, I mean, I will always be an ASU fan. Um, but I've, I've used this analogy before. I mean, more and more it feels like the, you know, the black sheep brother that's, you know, he's family. So I, I got to stick with him. I'm not going to turn on him because he's family. But if he wasn't family, I probably would think like, what am I doing here? And, and that's kind of where I am. Like I ain't going anywhere, but logic would tell me I probably should go somewhere. I'm not going anywhere in terms of my fandom, but I will say this. I'm going somewhere in terms of my time. I, you know, I've still football is important and I make a point of trying to see it. Sure. But it's already basketball. I mean, we were a tournament team, and last oh, yeah. year, I, I, you know, from Same start to finish, non-tournament, I, you know, maybe two Same games start, start I mean, to I, finish. I, you know, I live here, and I went to two games. Uh, they played, mm-hmm. what, probably 18, 20 home games. I went to two. I wanted to see UCLA, and I went to Utah because my dad was here, and we, we wanted to go over the weekend. Like, that's it. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, and... and I want to be back. Now, it'll never be like it was when we were in college because we're not in college anymore. You know, I, I understand that. Like, we lived on campus or near campus, and yeah. we could go to every game. And, and, like, those those days are gone, and that's just passing of time. But I want to be back to where you and I are watching an ASU basketball game on a, you know, mid-December night, and we're texting back and forth because we're locked in on that game. But it's tough yeah. right now. It just, it just is tough. I, I agree. I mean, I still care and I still follow the results. But, yeah, I, I mean, football, I think we've talked about this. Like, it's not too hard to invest in football. There's 12 games. Most of them are on weekends. Like, you could do that. You want to watch a three-and-a-half-hour football game once a week? Like, okay, sure, I'll do that. But basketball plays, you know, every night of the week. Sometimes, you know, not every consecutive night, but a lot of and it. And it's just, it's hard to keep up. And then, I mean, part of that's the Pac-12 network too. Like the games aren't available. So mm-hmm. even if we wanted to keep up, we couldn't have. It's just, yeah, it's maddening. It, it really is. And it's just, it's saddening too, I guess, for, for you know, not to be, you know, uh, a poet, but it's both. I, I will say one of the things that will help my fandom, being in a conference that's all of these different time zones, I'm going to yeah. get some games that I can you know, not Agreed. have to go to bed at 2 a.m. About, I mean, I was thinking about being on TV, and I was also thinking about, like, yeah, when we go play a road game at Cincinnati, it's not going to be at 7.30 Arizona time. I mean, yeah. if, if it's at 7.30 their time, it's 4.30 here. Like, yeah. all right, sign me up for that. Now, it probably means that most of Arizona and Arizona State home games, I'm betting, are going to be at night. I think yeah. the, the days of the, you know, November noon game are probably – going to be very few and far between because we're going to be the night programming for ESPN and Fox if they want it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay. You know, I don't mind it for a home game, but yeah, for, for a road game, like, yeah, you know, and we're in, I mean, what outside of, of the four that are going, every school's either in the central or Eastern time zone. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, for you and, and fans that are, you know, not in Arizona, that's a great advantage. 
you know, a, a seven thirty kick in Cincinnati is six thirty your time. Yeah, no, seven thirty kick in, in Pullman is nine thirty your time, and that's that's a that's a harder task. Yeah, no, it's so when you know when we talked about who you know is it a win or a loss? Uh, you know, yeah. I stand by my statement of for for Ben Glicksman, it is a win. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I think it is for me too. I will miss USC. I will miss Oregon and Washington, maybe not as much. I mean, uh, they're good now, so it feels like it's easy to lump them in. But, you know, for for much of our 20-plus years since we started school here, USC meant something and Oregon meant something. And I will miss those conference games. I'll miss Stanford to an extent. Uh, You know, but, like, you you learn something new. And maybe 10 years from now, TCU will feel like Oregon. Because maybe they're going to have an excellent run. They're going to build on what they did last year. And it'll be like, well, the TCU's coming to town. I Clear my schedule. I'm going to that game. I, I hope so. I don't know if it will or not. But, uh, you know, there's some good and some bad. I will miss the Pac-12. It is sad to see it go. Yeah, I will, maybe, miss, I will miss all of the teams. time goes on, we can eulogize it better. But, but I, I will miss that just for the sport in general. Yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at. I will miss it. But when it was when the ship was sailing i'd rather be with the eight who left than be one of the four who stayed yeah for sure for sure i i totally agree i mean i think we texted about that as last week was unfolding like i don't know that going to the big 12 was the greatest thing for asu ever but it was the best of bad options if there were seven bad options it was the best of those seven. Maybe there were only two options, there or nowhere, and, and then it was absolutely the best choice. Uh, you know, there was some allusion to an ACC. I know, you know, Crow said that about, you know, like, well, we didn't want to be going to Syracuse. Like, this is better than joining the ACC. They have, I mean, there's three teams in the Eastern time zone versus 13. So if those were the two choices, yeah, this is better. Yeah. Well, you know what? Next week, but it's, for, yeah, for the final time. To put this time. to bed. Like, but, you know, we, we needed to do it. We needed to get it out. But college football, by God, is actually going to be played in what? Well, the games start in 20 days and ours is 25 days, I believe. So it's time to start focusing on the upcoming season. I will uh, be ready for our final Pac-12 preview. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit of a, a, the first of several eulogies I'm sure we'll have for the Pac-12 over the over the next nine months. You know, we'll get through basketball and the tournament and all that stuff. But, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do it last time through. And it's all 12. We're still all together for now. We still have USC and UCLA and Oregon and Washington. And we play them all this year. And, by God, we need to savor every minute, man, because uh, we don't know what the future holds exactly and how it's going to feel. So let's let's take advantage of this year and enjoy it for every everything good and everything bad that it is. Yeah. Well, we'll be back until next time. He's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.